I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. It is my mate Bot Toaster. My name is Tom Price. Hello, welcome along. Joining me this week, I am so pleased to um, welcome the brilliant Joel Domit. Very much back into my life, Joel, because I've not seen you for years. For a long, long time. It's been a while. It's honestly such a pleasure to see your head. When did I last see your head? It's probably. I'm going to say like. Go on, chuck a number. I'm going to say. I'm going I'm to check out the big old five years. I'm going to say five years. I'm going to say serious? five years. Yeah. What would you say? I was. I'd say even more than that. Because I feel like I well, I had kids like seven years ago now, and I feel like I haven't really seen anyone for seven years. So it's just seven <laughs> plus years, basically. Anyway, anyway, um, we've taken seven years out. It's great to see you again. You look very well, although you do look like you injured yourself just now with a headphone. I just tried to put headphones on, and, and they've, I, they've slipped out of my hand, and uh, because of uh, hair wax on my hands, uh-huh. I'm going to blame the hair wax. Yeah, okay. Slipped, and it hit me in my nose. <laughs> Can I tell people the context of what you were saying as it happened? Yes, go you, for it. You were saying that you like the people who... The people who you work with professionally, i.e. your agents, your management, yes. you like them to tell you how wonderful you are all the time. Yeah, that, A reasonable that's, thing. That's 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 their job is because I'm riddled with insecurity. And their job is to be like, mate, you're the best. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, really? And uh, then they'd slightly believe it. And as you were saying that, you smack yourself in the face. And hit myself in the face with a microphone. It's wonderful. It was wonderful. I'm, basically, I'm hugely incompetent. <laughs> uh, all right, so you are here. You are your Amazon account has been opened wide open by me. I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at 2006. That's when you started. Oh, which is quite late. I've got to say, we've had people who go back to like 2000, 2001. Really? Is that, uh, how? When did Amazon start? Uh, late 90s. Really? Gets, gets asked every single time. Every you know. time. So we can cut that out. There. Yeah. Uh, sort of late mid, maybe mid 90s. Anyway, um, and people really get going on Amazon in the sort of second decade. Of, of, in the, not in the noughties, but in the, te- the teenies. What are we going to call that? What's the plan? Oh, the, the teen, teeny tinies. That's a bit weird, isn't it? The, it's, uh, it's interesting because I started stand-up comedy in 2006 to 2007. Ah. So essentially my, my Amazon career follows and tracks my comedy career. So as you begin stand-up. But you were ludicrously young, weren't you, when you started stand-up? How old Not you? really. I was 21, I think. That's yeah. quite young, and that, that's quite hard as well. And obviously, when you're doing student gigs or whatever, when you're 21, it's okay. But if you're a 21-year-old doing something like the comedy store to a bunch of people who are oh, normal age... Absolutely hate you. Yeah, you can see the disdain do. in their eyes. <laughs> They're like, what the, what the hell have you got to tell me, boy? <laughs> that's true, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I remember when I grew a beard, mm. it, everything changed for me. Because suddenly people listened. Because they were like, well, if he can grow facial hair, then he's got something to say. He's got face pubes. He's, a, he's worth listening to. Oh, but I'll, I'll listen to him tell an observation about where the bathroom or light switch should be. It's a, it's a great observation. Well, gr- hotel room is very tricky. A very. Sometimes it's on the inside of the bathroom. Sometimes it's on the outside. Is it a cord? Is it not, Tom? This is gold. Are you riffing live on my podcast? I am Chris? riffing. The other day I went to someone's house, Tom. True story. Go on. He had a cord. 
right? Yeah. On the outside of the bathroom. Why? Why? That is exactly what I said. I came but... out of the bathroom. I, I, I didn't even go to the bathroom. I stood in his hallway. <laughs> I shat my pants and I said, why have you got a cord? If I, wherever I see the cord, that's where I shit. Wherever I see the cord, that's <laughs> yes, where I lay a cable. That is the room. <laughs> that is the room that I will do it. It dictates. Um, but but also, if you're going to do that, anyone is just going to be anyone's going to be using that toilet with some absolute archbishop of Banterbury outside switching the lights off while they're in there. Obviously, but then that's like why are bathroom light switches in the hallway? Mm. Like, what is put the light switch in the room? Yeah. That they're intended. We've got a timer on the uh, our understairs toilet. Oh, nice. So if you and if you sit quietly for whatever reason for more than about, I think the timer's on just under two minutes, mm. the lights go off. So sometimes if you're having a particularly, you know, yeah. if there's a, a movement's taking a while, and you just want some time away from the kids, it's well, <laughs> soundproof room. There's just a small plank of wood I bite into <laughs> and scream sometimes. Um, no, uh, if you're having a particularly long movement. The lights will go off and it's pitch black, so you find yourself sitting there and then having to wave your arms. Do you arms have to around. wave your arms around? Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's always a funny one. It's a weird look. <laughs> um, anyway, we've been distracted. We haven't even said a single item yet. Oh. Let's head to 2006. Joel Dommett item. is beginning light stand up comedy and uh, absolutely. He's, you've smashed this. You bought Snow Patrol's eyes open there in <laughs> July 2006. You're obviously a dangerous stand-up. You're going to be telling some truths. You've got Snow Patrol piped into your ears. Uh, I'd like to think I'm very much the Snow Patrol of stand-up. <laughs> Massively successful in that case. Successful and then slowly petered out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, a lovely album there. Eyes open. A huge album as well. It was It was great. It was like the Chasing Cars album. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I think that's got... Isn't that the... Wasn't that announced the other day as the biggest played song since 2000 really i think so and that yeah. was probably like wet 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 oh god before then <laughs> the um the i loved that album so it, it says a lot about me that my first amazon purchase was music and not a book oh there's so much music and this is true we get loads of people at this stage amazon is all about the books and i've yeah. never seen so many musical purchases oh, you've got I'm so sorry. billy talent who's billy talent billy talent so billy talent is actually so so i remember 2006 i was going to a music festival it was reading i think i was going to reading music festival right and um, <laughs> there would be more books on there if it was the reading festival but it was the reading festival so i bought music and um and so I, uh, and I, the lineup I was really excited about, but there were some people that I didn't necessarily know. So I went through and I bought the albums of the bands ah. I didn't know. Billy Talent was on them. Probably yep. one of the next ones coming up is Go Bullet on. for My Valentine. Is that on there? Uh, yes, The Poison. Yep. So they, they were on that, that, uh, that lineup. And I remember I went to Reading Festival with, it was that thing where we bought tickets for me and my girlfriend. And then I broke up with my girlfriend. <sighs> And then I took her anyway. Ugh. And so I went to this festival with my ex-girlfriend. Did you get back together at the festival? It's, I think we did. I yeah. mean, it's, there's nothing dignified about sex in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing dignified, especially when it's with your ex-girlfriend. Ooh, uh, I, rem- I remember having sex in a tent whilst people were in the tent next door. And it's just a horrible thing when you're like essentially just a piece of material away from other people. You might as well be just in the same room. Yeah. And uh, we, whilst listening to the Kaiser Chiefs on the main stage. Right. Because we decided to sack off the Kaiser Chiefs and have sex instead. And um, I then, 
I did a television show with Ricky from the Kaiser Chiefs, and I told him that. You I, told him that. Of I course said, you told I'm him I'm really that. sorry that I chose sex over you. <laughs> what did he say? That's absolutely fine. He was like, it's absolutely well, fine. That's reasonable. I also, the Kaiser Chiefs, very catchy songs. So oh. if you can hear those while you're doing the sex. You know, yeah, yeah. And it's, Ruby, it's perfect. Ruby, Ruby. <laughs> yeah, Ruby, Ruby. Unfortunately, her name was not Ruby. Okay. I sort of timed it perfectly when it's like, goes, oh. <laughs> 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 I predicted oh god oh, oh no I'm so sorry so Joel Domit you're in a tent at the Reading Festival in 2006 and there's you're just in a field with lots of other people uh, copulating and uh, it's a magical time it's a wonderful time um, word. as we head towards December 2006 a bit of Tenacious D the wonderful oh, Tenacious D oh my god is that that was not their first album I believe that's probably their second yeah album is that the pick of destiny yeah good good knowledge good yes. remembering well it's, done that first album was just like are just such a massive part of my childhood. Genuinely, I think probably one of the biggest reasons why I'm a comedian. Mm. It's uh, It was the first thing, I think, that I genuinely found hilarious. You don't always have to fuck her hard. And what then, a song. What an amazing song. But then it was taken by the bullies in school and made their song. Oh, yeah, it's so remember true. Where it was like, it was like the cool kid, like the, basically all the nerds love Tenacious D and we were all like, oh my God, this is such an amazing band. Yeah. So funny and like so stupid. And then suddenly people, like dickheads on Stag Do was like, were singing yes. that song. And you were like, this was our fucking song. We've known this fucking song for like two years. That is so true. And suddenly now you're singing it with the lads at like on a rugby tour. Yeah. So is that why you bought the Snow Patrol album to try and get back some of the yes. music that the lads like? Yeah. Because they do like the Snow Patrol stuff, don't oh, they? They're they all do. a bit cold playing Snow Patrol. Yeah, the lads. yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I suppose that is, isn't it? Snow Patrol was sort of a, the right-hand man of... Of Coldplay. Yeah. But it's interesting, isn't it, how those people who are a bit stag do and sporty and oh, yeah, who I, I, who are not nerds, mm. they do like quite um, quite heartfelt music, weirdly. Yeah, I know There's a mean, vibe actually. there. And you're I like, know you, you, guys, you guys pretend to be all repressed and cool. And none, none of them. I love, like, metal music, like mm-hmm. Bullet for My Valentine and Billy Talent and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... No, like, proper lads like that music. You would have thought, like, they would listen to that music whilst, like, sculling a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't. They all listen to, like, Snow Patrol. And it's then... weird, isn't it? It's, it's really odd. It's well, such a great time on your stag do, mate. It's really good. Amsterdam's amazing. We do it all. It just doesn't yeah. work. It's weird. They should be into much harder stuff. All right, let's move on now. 2007. There Only three orders placed in 2007. Oh, that's when I probably started comedy. So that's probably the time when... I was my most poor. Oh, okay. Probably. All right. You bought uh, Dane Cook. A lot of Dane Cook, actually. A lot of Dane Cook. See, that's that's basically when I started comedy was when... Dane Cook was a huge inspiration to me. Tell us about Dane Cook. Comedy. So, Dane so Cook. It's, it's, an, it's an odd one because, like, it's kind of the stand-up that stand-ups like to forget now. It's an odd... Why is that? Well, basically, so... Dane Cook was, like, the hugest comedian in America... From t- in 2007, 2005, 2000, to probably 2009, something like that. Mm. A huge, like, college comic was toured. He did, like, Madison Square Garden, like, sold out Madison Square Garden. Sold out, like, did, like, a, 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 a did some HBO specials, like, three HBO specials, and uh, did one in the round to 18,000 people. Like, wow. it's insane, huge comic. He didn't really come over here. Uh, I don't think he ever did gigs here, but he, because he didn't need to, but yeah. he was so big and 
he just uh, and I I I, I, lo- I loved him. Like I found him on LimeWire. That's how I found him. That's genuinely how I started comedy. Oh my god! Because I um you know you know you just go on, you used to go on LimeWire and just type stuff in and be like oh, I'm gonna download that. Yeah yeah yeah. And yeah. so I typed in comedy and all this Dane Cook stuff came up and I was like well, what is this? Downloaded it and I just was like this is so funny so it's what is it pretty basic observational it's kind of very stuff? sort of bro-y comedy and okay it's kind of quite it's great it's great it's like long stories i think it's really filtered into what i do now um mm. but um now you would kind of look at it and be like oh i hope i'm like there's some stuff is his early stuff is so good it's mm. it's really energetic yeah it's re- it's really cool like and um and I just, I genuinely wouldn't be doing comedy without him. And, and you so keep I buying would... him as well. You get him again, uh, to, uh, 2009, May 2009, isolated incident. Yeah. That was Ten pounds his... you spend on that. Oh, my God. Ten That was pounds. when he went back to a smaller venue to do record that. Oh, I see. And I'm... so genuinely, I wouldn't be doing comedy without, if it wasn't for him. And I probably would say that's quite a lot of the same for quite a lot of American stand-ups. He was kind of the first stand-up in a while mm. that made stand-up mainstream. And so... Everyone loved him, and then it he kind of did some bad movies, and then he kind of dropped off. Really, where is he now? Then what's going on with Dane Cook now? Does he's he still, still gig? He still gigs and stuff. Still loves comedy. I think it was like he became that person who it was really cool to not like him. Okay, because he was. Well, the we're biggest... all thinking the same thing here, aren't we? With McIntyre, a lot of comics, exactly. went, even though McIntyre's a complete fucking genius, what he does is incredible. Exactly, but it loads was... of comics were like, Ugh, he McIntyre. was so huge. Like the economy in two thousand and seven. Oh, beautiful! Yes, it was. It was. It was <laughs> so big that yeah, it was just like everyone was like, "He's so big, he can't fail," and uh-huh. then sort of toppled off the the top. And I just I listened to a podcast a couple of days ago uh, that had him on, and it was basically he was talking about like he was like I just like I became a bit of a dick because like I lost both my parents within like months of each other. I was like this huge superstar and I didn't know how to talk to people and I was very alone and very depressed. And, oh God. Yeah. and so it's just, it's interesting. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and it's, he was basically the Kevin Hart of his day really. Right. Okay. But okay. Kevin Hart seems to sort of follow up with movies and things like that. And, and you are, you're, you're from the West Country, aren't you? Yes, Bristol. So you're a Bristol boy, but you're into your Americana, aren't you? Because you, yes. there's a lot of Americana, American music. There's a lot of, American comedy, and then uh, 2010, you buy what I would suggest is the greatest TV show of all time, uh, certainly if you like Americana, uh, Friday Night Lights. Oh, baby. Clear Eyes, Full Heart. Clear Eyes, Full Heart. Can't lose. Can't lose. What a wonderful TV show that It's is. absolutely so America. I have always been obsessed with America. Right. And Why, um, please? Just generally? In- I just thought it was so cool. Yeah. So cool. And then you get older and then you realise, oh, it's the least cool place of all time. But it's like, it's so, I, I used to, I used to just go on trips there by myself. Like, I used to just go buy a plane ticket, go to, and just stay in a hotel in New York. What? And just walk around and then just come home. Hang on, when? When were you doing this? So I think the first time I did that was like, well, I went, I had some cousins that lived in America, in Carolina or somewhere like that. And when I so when I was finished my GCSEs when I was sixteen, I went there and just walked around Carolina, and then that was really boring. And then came home. But <laughs> How then, long like, did you do that for? Uh, like, I did for two weeks, like a sort of Bristol Forest Gump. Uh, yeah, yes, <laughs> very nomadic child. 
And I, uh, but it takes it takes tremendous courage to do that because really, I would, yeah, I was definitely, I would love to have done that myself. Would have gone off and, and done a gap year and been by myself. And that's the way everyone says you should travel by yourself. I can't do it. I can't bear to be by really? myself. Way too nervous and anxious. To oh, do I love it. I just love it. And it's just like if you make a mistake, that it's on you. Yeah. Like there's nobody else going like, oh Joel, I can't believe you made us go to this restaurant. It's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I just would wonder. I just and but I didn't have enough money to do any experiences. Right. So I would just go to New York. I went to did the same to LA and LA. You definitely can't walk around. Oh, if you, I got on, I got on a bus in LA, and my mates who lived there were like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? What the yeah. hell are you doing? Yeah, like." I would just walk in LA for hours oh. trying to get places. Yeah. And everyone's like, what are you doing? Like, it's just <laughs> you and homeless people walking. That's it. What's the equivalent in London, do you think? I suppose it's sort of walking around the North Circular or something, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's literally, <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine just wandering around the M25. Yeah. People would be <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing, Joel? You're like, I'm just on my way to get a sandwich. <laughs> it's fine. I've got this. Because I started comedy in America. And it keeps coming back to my early. But, so I went to America for three months. And because um, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go to L.A. See, I had a friend who lived there and he was mm. away. So I was like, I'll just live in your house. And my the because I didn't have money to hire a car. I There was a comedy club. The Laugh Factory was just down the road. And because I'd heard Dane Cook was go there a lot. So I was like, this is perfect. So I used to go there every single night. Oh, wow. And um, and I just used to go there and then just and then I, there was an open mic night. And. I didn't do it, but I just, it was the first time where I saw people that were really shit. And I was like, oh, you can be shit and do this. It's a massive revelation to it's see. mad. I, me going to Edinburgh in 99, watching yeah. a lot of stand up that was shit, made me go, oh, I can have a go at I this. I can, you could, there's a learning process to this. Yeah. You, there, there is a ladder and everyone's not great. Um, I, I just really love it. I'm writing a new tour at the moment, which is, I'm going out on tour in, um, in March. And so I'm writing the new story at the moment. I'm, I'm like really loving it. It's like now starting to feel like me, which is good because before it kind of felt like lots of weird observations strung together, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where's your bathroom light? <laughs> Listen, if you want to use that, the thing about the thing I said about the cord and laying a cable, that was pretty hey, good. I think that's absolutely great. Absolutely I think that's the topper. Consider that for your your fee for doing this podcast. <laughs> um, so the other thing about stand-up, it should be said, is that you certainly, for the, a lot of the time doing stand-up, you earn no money at all. 2011 proves that's the case because there are zero orders placed Nothing. in 2011. Domit goes quiet. 2012... Only two orders <laughs> placed. Beautiful. So uh, October, you buy a, uh, a memory card, 16 uh, gigs for the PlayStation. Hey, you got to put those memories somewhere, hey, right? For the PlayStation mm-hmm. as well. PlayStation Vita, your little handheld. Oh, the little handheld. But yeah. I can safely say I don't think I ever used that. Okay, good. Well, it's, it's waiting for you. I'm not a gamer. I'm not a gamer. But I want to be. That's the problem. I want to be because I like the idea of switching my brain off and falling into a game, but I can never do it. I just can't do it. I have a very addictive personality. Yeah. And this goes for stand-up. This goes for fitness. Mm-hmm. I'm like, in, if I'm in it, I'm in it. I'm yeah. doing it to the best of my ability. And I know that if I get into gaming, I'm in. I'm in deep. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like there four o'clock in the morning, like <laughs> talking to a Chinese kid, just go like, fucking, fuck you, man. I'm gonna fucking get you with my not, gat, gat not talking gun. to a Chinese kid, getting thrashed by get a Chinese. Thrashed by a Chinese child. Um, March 2012. Yes. The Estonia flag, 7.5 by 5 centimetres key ring. 
Oh. Any ideas why he bought Estonia an Estonia flag? flag. Yeah. It's currently unavailable. I don't know why. Oh, sort of political yeah. upheaval. Maybe that country's gone. <laughs> Just Google it. it. No, it's Is still it? there. No. no reviews of this product as yet, which feels like a... Interesting. I, well, I did a gig in Estonia once, so maybe it was that. Oh, that's lovely. So you wore a flag, what, because you wanted to be the president? You oh, thought you'd stick thought, it on your lapel? Yeah, I thought maybe I'd put it on my luggage to see, like, <laughs> that's the only way you can get in the country. It's like, you, know, you have to be a national. And I, I thought I was... That's the... I genuinely can't remember getting that, but that, what a, what a country! What a country! Tallinn. That's... What a yeah, absolutely Tallinn, and that's it. I'm out then. I'm in. I'm in. It was snowy, beautiful. Back out. Very interesting thing about Estonia. Apparently, because um, there's no religion there, there's so there, there's no sort of founding religion of that country. Yeah. And um, and so they're just kind of they're they're quite. Um, they're just they're, they're, there's not there's less morals there moral code, and so it was really interesting. So I was there, I had a really fun gig. Yeah, and then I remember you this, killed a man, and I killed and a man, fine. and then I left. Yeah, and I wrapped him in an Estonian flag. <laughs> you killed? You stab him so to death with a lapel yes. badge. <laughs> and I uh, I remember this girl just kept on looking at me, and I was single, so I was like, I was like, wow, she's really beautiful. Kept on looking at me, and we had this meal, and she was kind of sat across from me, kept on looking at me. And then we went to this nightclub afterwards with loads of these people, like loads of the, one of those gigs where you go to the nightclub with all of the audience, you know, because it's all in this tiny little town. Yes. And then she kept on looking at me. And then um, she sort of came up to me and she was like, oh, hey. And I was like, oh, hello. By this point, we've been staring at each other for about three hours. Yeah. And she was like, this is my husband. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, this is my husband. And and I was like, oh, and um, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And I was obviously like visually freaked out by it. And then I, I went over to my other friend who was sort of hosting the gig, and uh, and I was like, oh, what? This uh, this lady just came up to me and she said, said we've been flirting with each other with our eyes the entire night. And then she just said that she's got a husband, and uh, and he goes, oh, this is Estonia. They have uh, there is no religion here, so they are like godless people. Wow, I love Estonia. And to show respect, here is the Estonian national anthem. It feels right. Um, so what happens next? I did, and then I, I freaked out and went home. <laughs> but do you think she was saying... Um, I, I think so, yeah. I'm going to pop them on the I mean, reserves I, bench. I'm probably going to have all of the Estonians in the world getting in touch and saying that's completely not true. Maybe dear, I was in a very incestuous town. Dear Mr. Domit, as the Estonian ambassador... <laughs> <laughs> we invite you for dinner. Oh. Please bring your keys. So to be clear, all Estonians are swingers. That's what you're saying. That here. is essentially what I'm that's saying. That's why you bought the badge, because yeah. that's like a code. Yeah. If, yes. if you are going to see Joel live, yes. wear an Estonian badge. Yes. That's as good as keys in a bowl. That is, that is it. We are going to take a little break right now from the lovely Joel Domit. We'll be back in about two minutes' time. Hope you're enjoying the Estonian National Anthem. It's lovely, isn't it? I just wanted to say, I'm doing this podcast, My Mate Bought a Toaster, live in York on Friday October the 11th. So if you fancy coming along, all you've got to do is go to yorktheatreroyal.co.uk. Have a search on there. It's going to be awesome. Right, back in a sec with more Joel Domit. Enjoy the ads. Won't be long. Some of your favourite Great Big Al podcasts are coming to the London Podcast Festival, including The Musical Podcast, Rule of Three, John Holmes's The The One Show Show, Friends with Friends, The Fear, Trolled with Tracy Ann Oberman, and Brian and Roger. More info and tickets are available at kingsplace.co.uk. Get your tickets right now, or, or I don't we'll know what I'll do. Kill you. <laughs> Tilly's done a mullet, I've had that. No, I haven't. 
great big owl. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Two thousand fourteen, five orders placed. Uh, Two thousand fifteen, three orders placed. We're looking at things like mains chargers, a deluxe external battery pack for twenty two ninety nine. Sexy, got, sexy stuff. Absolutely gorgeous. Fight Club. Um, that's all of two thousand fifteen for you there. I've got a wires box, and I love it. And I keep those wires. Yeah. This is the problem with Amazon: is that I, I, I mean, there's obviously lots of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like that, I have, I have a. I have a box of wires and I keep the wires and then I and then I end up just going like, oh I need that wire and I buy it on Amazon before I look in the box because oh. it's like two pounds for a new wire yeah but I, I you can a man or indeed a woman can never have too many wires yes I've got an old wooden chest that belonged to my grandmother that is really like a family heirloom type thing <sighs> full, of, full wire, of wires full of well wires. I think that's what happens as a human being as a man you play with your penis mm-hmm. and then you start to get to the age where you stop playing with your penis and you start playing with wires yeah yeah that's complete it's completely reasonable you start, and then you, yeah you put then you put your penis in the box as well with the wires with they the all wires. get stored in there yeah um, that's no, what, there's no doubt wires are a penis replacement although anyway and what that says about put it into a female connector <laughs> that's true isn't it the male and it's female, the male thing. And female thing i've always found that incredibly unpleasant when people say that i've got a female for a usb but i need a male you know when people yeah, like mm. Can yeah, we... but it is very literal. It's literally like I'm putting a I'm putting a long thing in a hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like still, you know, just like sex, the USB you always put in the wrong way around the yeah, first you... time. Always, always, always. Every time. Just put like make them colourful. Put an arrow on it. It's put a dot on system. it. It's what arrows put are Put a dot on it. Um, so 2016, you really start to buy a lot of stuff. 40 orders placed. And I've got to say, on the 21st of December, maybe this is a Christmas present, you buy the Clark ESSS2 electric chainsaw sharpener. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm clearly about to kill someone. Okay, well, that's what is happening here. I'm clearly, clearly about to kill someone. Clearly. This is, that was a present right. for Christmas yeah. for my stepdad. Okay. Um, and uh, I bought that for him because my mum said that he wanted it. Fortunately, my mum told everybody that he wanted that. And so he got three of them. <laughs> Terrible. Did, did he think at Christmas, everyone thinks I'm a psychopath? Everyone's buying me chainsaw sharpeners. <laughs> 
That's and it's weird. also like returning stuff on Amazon is so long. You're like, I can't be bothered. Just keep it. So it's just got lots of chains. It's got a real sharp chainsaw. Let's go back to the beginning of 2016 before we get to the sharp chainsaw climax oh, yeah. of that year. Yes. Uh, February 2016, you bought the wooden tobacco smoking pipe. Uh, May grey black. Yes. So that is, I still have that. Oh, good. I still have that. And that is um, for a photo shoot for Edinburgh Festival. Okay. Fine. Uh, it was for just for photographs, not for real use. Not for real use. Sherlock Holmesian, by any chance? Yeah, very Sherlock, Sherlock Holmesian, and um, and I had a big beard at the time, and it was very sort of like sailor vibes, mm-hmm. and I I still use that photo for my Soho House membership. Oh, really? So every time I go into Soho House, they look at me and they look down at the photo and laugh and let me in. Uh, so you're not actually a member anymore. They just enjoy the picture just on the card. The photo, just yeah. for lols, let him in. Um, all sorts of stuff going on here. This is interesting. Um, on the 29th of July, 2016, you bought the uh, Vokula Shockproof 532NM Tactical Green Dot Laser Sight Rifle oh, Gun Scope. Yes. Joel... I've bought that quite a lot of times, I think. Right, okay. So that is, um, again, mm-hmm. shout serial killer. It's really screaming it. It's I'm... really screaming serial killer. Yeah. I think you're about to find out that I killed him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> then it's going to be like... to Estonia <laughs> to kill people with, with chainsaw. chainsaws, but you scope them out, first of all, yeah, with the green yeah. dot laser sight rifle. And to anyone listening who thinks this might be like a little tiny device that you use to, you know, uh, to... It's a big one. ...infuriate a cat... This is not that. This is a big one. This is like. So basically, I was I was in a nightclub. Actually, was it? I'll tell you the full story. I was in a nightclub in Japan. And, um, <laughs> That's not how I expected this story to start. <laughs> right. I was in a nightclub in Japan again. It was a weird thing. I I was there doing a television show, but I I was like, I'm going to stay here an extra couple of days by myself and just like what I just walked around Tokyo. And very fun. Um, genuinely tried to find some sex clubs when I was too scared to go in them. Okay. And um, Standard. Because I was like, I've never been to a sex club. I feel like I should go to a sex club and I just got really scared. So a sex club is different to a strip bar, right? Because a sex club, people go in to do actual sex. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I think, you know, if you've never been somewhere, don't, don't go to one where, the, where language is also a barrier. Mm. You know? Mm. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they've got rules and regulations. Yeah. And... Um, so I ended up just going to a nightclub instead, which is even worse because you just walk around. Why have you got a green anyway, dot laser sight so, gun the scope? Long story. So I went to this nightclub, wandered around, and what they did have in that nightclub was an incredible laser light show. Right. Going through all the smoke. Yeah. It was just like, okay. like going to the music. I was like, this is incredible. And I looked at it and I was like, how can I get this into my stand up? And so, obviously, immediately, I thought, I'm going to have a laser coming up my dick. (laughs) Yes! I'm going to have a laser coming up my dick. Since the dawn of time, man has wanted a laser to come out of his dick. So, I went home, I bought that, and I genuinely, this is fully true, so I, I got some jeans, and I cut a hole in the jeans, I put the laser sight in the jeans, and sewed them in. I sewed in the laser sight yeah. and it had like, and I put like through to the pocket, the little uh, button, which, which it was genuinely brilliant. So you could say to people, put your hand in my pocket and my dick will light up. My dick will light up. <laughs> and I, so I could press it and it could come on. Right. And I wasn't sure whether it was going to work or not, but I basically had like a smoke machine. I bought a smoke machine as well. Mm. And I tested it out and it really worked. And then I, so I 
wrote a song called Laser Dick. Yeah. And um, can you tell us how the song Laser Dick? Um, basically, I can't remember the lyrics of it, but it's uh, basically about me, my dick being a laser and mm-hmm. accidentally killing all of my girlfriends Lovely. because my laser cuts them in half. Are you going to have that played at your funeral? I think I think it will be played mm-hmm. almost certainly at yeah. my funeral, if not my wedding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's that then became the the fine uh, no the start of the second half of my tour show. Right. Was me coming out and it was all like dark and then then I, I would just it starts with the I'll see if I can remember the lyrics. I was like. I never meant to hurt you, but I did, and it's too late. <laughs> you got too close, and you got burned. I miss you so much, Kate. Trust in me with everything. And then what did I do? I abused that trust, and I took your heart, sliced it right in two. <laughs> With my laser dick, then the laser would come on. My laser dick, I killed you with my laser dick, and now you're dead, and I feel sick. My laser dick, and then I'd do that, and I'd like point it into like a disco ball, and it goes fucking insane all over the place. And um, then I would like, yeah, that's so that was that's what that's a long story. You're listening to my mate bought a toaster. <laughs> It's the noise of Joel Domit singing about his laser dick. But this is what happens, I suppose, when you go to a nightclub and you sort of sexually, yeah. you wanted to go to a sex party, whatever they're called, a sex club, hey. and you were like, it didn't, that didn't happen, so you still had sex on the brain. Yeah. That's what happened. I'm just trying to make excuses as to why you managed to connect those dots, but I can't, yeah. I'm struggling. So we should also say, just to give a bit of Joel Domit life context at this time, we're in 2016, we're about to leap into 2017. Um, things really kicked off for you. Have you done The Jungle at this stage or not? That's 2016, I did, I did The Jungle, so... <sighs> That would have been the end of that year. So, right. and that's it was a big year for me because I did that, which obviously changed my life forever. Mm. But also, I met Hannah, my my soon to be wife. Yes, um, probably as this comes out, wife. Yes, um, this, will, this will be out in about September time, which is when you're getting married. I will yeah. be fully yeah. married, yeah. and um, Mrs. Laserdick, as she's now going to be known, Mrs. LD. Um, <laughs> And uh, she, yeah, I met her in December, basically as soon as I came back from the jungle. So mm. uh, it's uh, it was a big, big old year for Domit. Really was, really was. Did you meet her through jungle-related stuff, like pressy things? No, I met her on Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, it was just before Christmas, like two days before Christmas. I'd been back from the jungle probably like two weeks or something, and I was just really like freaked out by the fact that everyone was recognising me, and I was a bit like, Ugh. yeah. So it was I'm sure really there's nice. something in the fact that you bought, you just arrived back from a jungle and you just bought chainsaw sharpening devices. Uh, yes. There's some connection there. If, I was, if I was clever, I'd, I'd, yeah. but I can't but make it work. And then you met your future wife. Wow. Then I met my future wife. Laser Dick Domit. Um, we're heading into 2017 now. Um, a good year, 2017, because 2016 was exciting and things really started to happen for you career-wise and in your, in your personal life as well. Um, so let's see what you're doing in January, shall we? Just after, sort of in the weeks after this has happened, yeah? Yeah. This, this earthquake met, has happened. I met the, met the lady of my dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, my career is really shaping up. Um, like, it, it's just like, insane. So you have bought a gift on the 19th of January for Hannah. I Ooh, assume, I assume really? Hannah is your Hannah. And this is when you've only just started... This is exciting. What, what is do it? you think you bought her? 19th of January. 19th of January. So that... Well, um, 19th of January is her birthday. So okay, so I this is the first birthday that. that you were together. I assume so, but then if I was buying it on the 19th, then I assume maybe it would be late. 
oh yeah, maybe you found out on the day and you were like, panic. Oh. I don't know if this product is available on Prime now. I don't know if it is <laughs> delivered on the day. Any ideas what it is? The first no. gift you bought for Hannah? I can't think what it would be. It was a marzipan, classic marzipan yes! tort. Yes! You bought her a tort? Yes. She said that she liked marzipan. She was in um, uh, she was in uh, Manchester working. Right. I think it was Manchester. And um, Liverpool. She was in Liverpool working. It doesn't matter. But she and uh, and I was like, oh, I'm going to send her a marzipan because she said that she liked marzipan. Yeah. And um, and then I almost sent it to the wrong hotel, and it was all it all became like way more hassle than it was worth. Right. Okay. But the point is, it was a nice thing to do. She said she liked marzipan, and uh, I listened. That's exactly right. That's what that's we've learned here. What you need to do. <laughs> it's all about listening. But that is the mad thing, isn't it, about relationships that you realise as you get older. It's almost eighty percent about listening. What's weird is the next thing you buy for Hannah in March, having just bought her a marzipan yeah. cake, a tort. Yeah. You bought her some Play-Doh mini 10-pack set. Why did you go from buying marzipan to the non-edible version of marzipan, okay. Play-Doh? She's obviously got a thing for almonds, this girl. I feel like, again, it would have been a conversation that we were having where we would have been like, you know when you're, like, you're, you're in a young relationship... You know, and you're just like feeding off each other. Oh, I love it. And we, but she's just like, remember Play-Doh? And we would have both been like, fucking, I love Play-Doh. She would, that would have, that's what the conversation would. Have, that's all it would have been, <laughs> is a three-second mention of Play-Doh. And in my head, I'm like, I'm fucking buying that for her. I'm buying that for her. She's gonna love I it. I love the knee-jerk response with Amazon. Get them. Get them. I'm get getting them. that right. That's what I love about Amazon. It's like, yeah. you can immediately get it. Yeah, 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 it's brilliant. Um, and uh, so so Hannah's a lucky, lucky lady getting... She gets all... marzipan, Play-Doh. <laughs> uh, again, in February, you've bought another green laser site, tactical green hey, laser the scope. The first one broke. This one was 42 quid. You're learning you've got to invest. Is that 42 quid? 42 that... quid. So, really? Yeah. Oh, I need to check how much this shit is. You spent 180 quid on shot confetti cannons as well in February. Yeah, so I used to spend a lot of money on confetti cannons. Mm-hmm. I don't, I... For the show or just for your life? For the show. Okay. Um... I did this joke. It's, it's the. Um, I genuinely don't feel like I'm ever going to write anything better than this. Just letting you know that. So this is your this is your I'm going to retire joke. This is my pièce de résistance. I basically had a confetti cannon, and I had a button, and I said to an audience member, I was like, "This is the button that sets off the confetti cannon." Give the button to the audience member, and I say, "Set it off, sir, when you think it's the right time in the show." And then everyone obviously laughs and we talk about it. I'm like, don't worry, you'll know, sir. You will absolutely know. You can't get it wrong. You'll know. Give him the button. Obviously, that button doesn't do anything. And then I do this bit towards the end of the show where I go, and then my friend Steve, he told me, he said, Joel, I've got prostate cancer. <laughs> the confetti cannon goes off. <laughs> everyone looks at that guy like, what the fuck are you doing? That is the worst thing you could ever do. And people, because it's so funny, because the pop goes off, the pop goes, and everyone goes, ah, 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 and then they realize in the shock, and then they go, ah, 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 and it, the shock makes them laugh more. And then then they, they sort of laugh, and, and because it's fall, the confetti's falling, mm. it's just funny until all of the confetti stop falling. It's a long-lasting joke, isn't it, that? Cause you've, and, you, and you don't just say anything. I don't say anything, and I honestly <sighs> wait until the last bit of confetti falls, yeah. and then I look at the guy, and then another <laughs> laugh happens. It's, it's honestly insane. Oh. I genuinely love it, and I'm, like, I'm so fond of it as a joke. But what's interesting is that when I would do it, 
50% of people would be like, I came on that night where he set off the confetti oh. cannon at the worst moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, I set it off that time yeah, every yeah. night. And it's like, you don't want to be like, I actually wrote that. There's, yeah, there's always, yeah, there's always that moment with comedy, with stand-up shows where you're like, no, no, that happened every time. No, That's that it. happened every time. Yeah. And that was really an interesting insight. When I did it in Edinburgh Festival, mm-hmm. it was an interesting insight into the intelligent reviewers and the non-intelligent reviewers. Yes. Because like, Honestly, reviews going like, "Oh my god, they set it off on this time." You know, the funniest know. bit he didn't even do. Yeah, exactly. And like, they're idiots. That's so they're just, annoying. They're absolute idiots. They're all like students. You can Did tell. people say that? They are oh, honestly, oh. and it's infuriating. And then it became an interesting insight into stand-up. It's the reasons why you're doing it because yeah. you go like, "Oh, am I doing this because I want people to find me funny, mm. or am I doing this because I want people to know that I?" Like, I, I, am I doing this because I want people to laugh or am I doing it because I want people to find me funny? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because they're either way they're laughing. Yeah. But is but it the an joy of all of them laughing in that room at that moment, knowing that most of them aren't laughing at you per yeah. se, you still feel the joy. It's a bit like doing warm up. I you did do. warm up for years. That moment when you bring on the person they love and they yeah. all go mad, you still go, love that sound. Even love though it's sound. absolutely not for me. Totally. I'm such a, I'm such a, a it's so interesting. Stand-up. It's um, so interesting. All right, we're gonna have to move on because we are running out of Sorry, time. Let's talk loads. No, 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 it's fucking brilliant. I love it. Uh, loads of um, nutritional stuff as well. That did that sort of begin in your life at this stage? Now you know, yes. now you're a sleb. Uh, well, what happens? Is it you have to get your organic turmeric? Oh, I loved all that stuff. I yeah. love all that stuff. I love, I love um, nutrition and I love like fitness and mm. things. So I. Um, yeah, I very much. It was probably before that, that I got into fitness because I was into it by the time I was in the jungle in 2016. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'd spend a lot of money on on you know supplements. Yeah, and, there's a lot of supplements. All American EFX Cree. I probably said that wrong. Alkali, alkaline EFX. Al Qaeda. Yeah, that was an Al Qaeda <laughs> flag. Yeah, was, it was an Al Qaeda keychain. Actually, they they don't let you in without BCAA powder, raspberry, and pomegranate. It's all oh, it's all protein stuff. That it? stuff is delicious. Yes, hitting the protein hard, mate. Oh, Durex Play lubricant feels a lot of yes. protein in that. Yeah, a lot of protein. Yeah, in that. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I put it on all my muscles. They look bigger. <laughs> It makes them more tingly. When I say muscle, I mean muscle. My yeah. mom, one, one, one muscle. The main muscle, which yeah. has been built up because of holding a laser weight on it. I think I got that because um, I remember I had a, a bottle of it. Right. And I couldn't tell whether someone would be disgusted. Can you use... This is an interesting question for yeah, the listeners. Mm-hmm. Can you use the same lubricant between different relationships Ooh. should you buy a fresh bottle oh that's and so i think i thought i'm gonna buy a fresh bottle it's not something i use a lot no i'm obviously i mean i don't want to who knows how often it's it, I but mean, you want it both, there in case you just need it just in case of an emergency you want it there in case and so like and, and and it's also you can use it as a massage thing so you can kind of play it off like that oh it's, a, it's for massage mm-hmm. oh, but you're right dick. when you go over to it and they're like it's their first night with you. And it's like half third, used. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's different for like American people because American people have don't have foreskins as much. Oh, my God. So they have to use lubricant more. Oh we don't need it as much because we've got a flappy bit on the on the top. I'm so shocked by that. Did you That's never think ama- about it? No, I'd, no, I'd never had that thought, Joel. Have you never had that no, thought? No, I've never had that thought, but it's... Honestly, God, I this love is the new thoughts. Thing. I love new thoughts like that. Oh. I am taking that with me on my journey through life. So basically, a lot Shit. of a lot of American men have like a 
tub of moisturizer on their bedside table. The Hannah was telling me this, right? She was like, one of the most disgusting things I've ever experienced it was like sort of going to have sex with this man in America. She was in Miami for a bit. And then like he just grabs, puts his hand in this like, in like Nivea oh, by the no. side of his th- and and the thing is that you know he's been touching other women and then yeah. putting his fingers in that fucking pot. Yeah, that's gross. Disgu- that is fucking disgusting. Yeah. And they think it's disgusting having a foreskin. Yeah, mate, it's disgusting to have a fucking <sighs> wank pot on the side of your bed. Wow, that's a, that is fascinating. So I'm just more interested in the industry that's been built out of. Lack of foreskins. That is... Yeah, a huge industry. It's worth billions. I had a really tight foreskin when I was younger. Yeah. Real tight. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I never knew you were spo- it was supposed to come back. Mm. And yeah, it is, yeah. It's, Listeners, it is. It's yeah. supposed, to, supposed to go back. Mm. And then I'm, my, one of my first girlfriends, when, when I started to have sex, I, it was um, all fine. And then one day, it, the foreskin came back for the first time in my life. And you're like, whoa! And I was, it was like strangling the end of my yeah. And I was just like, this is the most pain I've ever been in my life. Yeah. It's like, okay, hopefully it won't happen again. It happened again probably a month later. I was like, yeah. okay, I need to start. So I looked online and it said, basically, you need to get circumcised. And I was like, I'm not doing that. No. I'm absolutely not doing that. So I just, um, every day for about six months, stretched it in the bath. <laughs> and now it is... Now it is very, very yeah, loose. Absolute windsock now, isn't it? It's, it's very loose. Just fine. every day, just trying to fit more fingers in. <laughs> wow, that's great. You're f- I never thought we'd get on the topic of foreskin physio. Again, it's that thing. Foreskin so glad physio. we have. It's that thing of like, when I get something in my mind, I'm doing it. So you know, I'm um, doing it. Can I just say, very similar story from, from this guy over here as well. Very similar story indeed. Did you really? I, very, very tight foreskin. And I was always like, oh God, this is... And then when sex started... I was like, no, this hurts like hell, but I'm not, I don't want to get circumcised, which my brother had to get done. If really? Souls for sharing that. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just, it just slowly over time, mm. through doing very, you're absolutely right, various bits of physio on it, solve, problem solved. You just got to do it. And there's, there's no website that says stretch it in the bath, mate. I cannot believe that. Let's, should we buy the website stretch it in the stretch bath, it mate, in the bath com. mate dot com? <laughs> Absolutely. Just okay. give various crowbars. If you could, uh, if anyone's tweeting about this show, put a hashtag stretch it in the bath. That would be ideal. Hashtag stretch in the bath. So along comes 2019, and we are getting towards the end of this podcast, sadly, Joel. It's been so nice catching up with you again. I love Pleasure. this. I absolutely love this. Um, 2019, good year so far? Yeah, everything going all right? Absolutely great. So I moved house in 2019, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm getting married. So my Amazon orders have been very erratic of late. Well, I mean, it's like, genuinely every day uh yes yes this is what happens amazon loves someone going through domestic change yes that's what it is born to do oh, at I the moment to think what it's like when you have a baby it must be like it's every shocking. day just constant like nappies this to give that. you some context you've bought 71 items so far this year ah and most people who've had kids get in the, into the 160 170 wow. year, which is nearly every other day you're buying something from amazon yeah more i mean or less. and also i've moved to the countryside and so i used to live in peckham and mm. i then I had to be like, oh, is my neighbour going to be in? I can't, uh, how am I going to get it? Uh, that was all. And now I'm in the countryside. I'm like, leave it behind the wheelie bin. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's like amazing. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anytime. Just shout the name Steve. Yep. He'll come out of his house. He'll get it. Yeah. I'm I'm in bed ordering Amazon mm. every night mm. and it makes me so happy. So delicious. Uh, well, 2019, lots of random stuff being bought here. Um, some lovely kitchen plinths there. Leg clips. We love a kitchen plinth. 
Um, we've got some cute baby boy's birthday hat, headband, glitter headwear with that's the number my, one on. That's adorable. My nephew is, uh, is, has been born and that's, that's the reason that I don't want kids anymore. Fantastic. As you, my brother had a baby, so no more. How is your brother older than you or younger? My than brother's you? older than me. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah. And me and Hannah were all over that shit. We were just like, let's have kids. Can't wait. Yeah. And then my brother had a baby and we were like, yeah, okay, let's wait. And is it a difficult baby? Is it a colicky no, one? No, lovely. Okay. Lovely baby. It was, it was premature. Yeah. Uh, but but lovely, like a really lovely, lovely kid, like really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and like really lovely to hang out with, but also just so lovely to hand back. I, I mean, yeah, this is the thing. Oh, you've done it. You've done it, Joel. Sorry, I'm just scanning. You are the only the second person to do it on My Mate Bought a Toaster. You have bought a toaster. Congratulations, yeah. Joel. Oh, yes, I love it when this happens. Yes, do you Wonderful. Yes, mate, four slot. Oh, yeah. Take us through it. Oh, yeah. Um, moved into a new house. I thought it was time to buy a toaster and a mm. proper adult one, you know? Mm. I've, had a, I've had like a bad Argus toaster for all of my adult life. I'm sorry to hear that. And now I'm like, now it's like, I'm in the house, I'm in the forever house now. Yeah. yeah like yeah. this is the forever house. Mm-hmm. It's an. In, it's just like, we've gone for it. And it's... Uh, gone from a two slot to a four slot? Upgraded your slots? Upgraded. I mean, yeah. the, the four slot toaster is very much a good sort of metaphor for my house. It's like, I've gone for it. Yeah. It's beautiful. We've gone with a Q cooker tap. Oh, oh. the tap that's next to your tap that... Boiling water comes out? You've got a boiling water tap. Are you kidding me? Do you know what the best thing that ever happened to me in my life is? What? Two years ago, we got a boiling water tap. Oh, my God. It's the best. I am so happy. The time that you're saving with the, with the kettle. It's already, the kettle's already boiled, but also ecologically. It's, yes. it's about, I think it's a little bit more efficient than a kettle because it doesn't have to take the water from cold to yeah. hot. It sort of keeps it so well insulated. Yeah. I absolutely love a boiling tap. Oh, my God. Oh, Joel, I love that when we were gigging before, you were young and cool, and I was a sort of guy who was married and kids, and now we're sort of meeting again. We're meeting it's happening. in the middle. You are morphing back into our sad middle-of-the-road lives, and I and love it. And now we have... Uh, there's also... I was looking at the very recent ones, mm. um, because we, we're doing, like, a goodie bag for the people who are coming for our, for our wedding. There's only oh, 28 yeah. people. Oh, that's nice. That's so very niche. Very sort Niche of isn't the right word there, is it? Elite. No, that's not the right word it, either. It, it's it it's is, a very negative word. It is very niche and elite. Like to use those negative words there. <laughs> uh, but yes, nice, nice. So I'm really looking forward to my niche and elite wedding. <laughs> Sorry. I don't Ni- niche slack. and elite, I would say, is is describes the Nazis. <laughs> I've just gone a bit Nigel Farage on you, <laughs> you metropolitan elite. It's, um, um, that is good, though. That's so, nice yes, yeah, so we're having goodie bags. And so we're putting like, lots of fun stuff in the goodie bag, in the tote bag. And so we bought condoms. I know I bought condoms very recently. Oh, That's I'm going to find those, am I? Okay. And that, I just wanted to warn you before you get to them. Great. Okay, fine. Good just to so know. So that's not a reaction to your brother's child. That's it's... just a lol. <laughs> For the wedding. Uh, can I also say, you've done something which I find ad- uh, absolutely adorable. You bought the Ring Video Doorbell. Yes. I've got one of those. Oh, game changer. Game changer. You're always in, Joel. Do you know where you are right now? Oh, I'm in right now. You're home. I'm in. I can speak to people right now. And there's nothing more yeah. fascinating and satisfying when you're with someone who doesn't know what it is yeah. and you're speaking to like a yeah. delivery driver. Just leave it behind the wheel a bit, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not in the mobile. I'll leave by the way. And seeing the look on their face, they're like, what the fuck is life? What is life? It's like someone's just seen Shazam for the first time. It is exactly that. I love it so much. Oh. Interrupting a conversation in the flesh and go, one second, sorry. Hi, mate. Yeah, just put it on the bench. It's perfect. 
thank you, cheers. And then, and then I kind of play it cool. I'm like, sorry, what were you saying? And they're like, sorry. no, 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 no. no you tell that? me what you've just done. Are we in 2025? It is so good. Rings and I've, are amazing. I've got two of them. I've got a doorbell for the front. I've also got a security camera for the back. So anyone think that they could break to my house? <laughs> go fuck yourself. I am fully covered. Um, can I also say what's what is absolutely delightful about the Ring video doorbell? Package was delivered to a neighbour. It was delivered. <laughs> To a neighbour. And you got it delivered? Because it was before I had the ring, you know, and you, there will be no deliveries to the neighbour after that. No, Trust you, me. You're never going to see that guy again. Never. So here's what we do, Joel. I have to find one item at mm. the end which best sums up where we've got to, where we've been on this journey. Mm. Right? As we've seen you start a 16-year-old kid wandering around Carolina by himself, and here you are, really accomplished, successful stand-up comic. And actually, I'm not going to pick one item. I'm going to pick two. Um, one thing you've had uh, delivered by the wheelie bin is the optimum velocity baseball bat. Oh, yes. <laughs> Why have you bought a 32-inch baseball bat, Joel? Is everything okay? Because I want to let you know, if you break into my house, uh-huh. I will... Fucking break your legs. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Uh, and I think that sums me up pretty well. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Well, no, Hannah was like, that was one of the first things when we moved in. We were like, should we get a baseball bat? Are you joking? You've actually bought this for security? I've genuinely bought this for security. Yeah. Joel, having spoken to you for the last hour, you'd be fucking hopeless. What oh, on earth would you do? You're too, you'd start talking to them. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, your yeah. foreskin. I probably would. <laughs> I probably would. It's, um... Yeah, and and also it comes in like a, a little bag. So when you pull back the bag, it does feel like you're pulling back your force. <laughs> it's um. Do you just get a slop of cream? <laughs> yeah. to get it pulled back nicely. But it's yeah, I've got it for because it's it's like a, I've never had a house before where I'm proud of it, mm. and I it's a scary thought the idea of someone breaking into your house. But if you've got baseball bat, then you just go like I've got baseball bat, and because I you don't want to shoot them. No. You don't want a gun. I don't want to laser them in the eyes. No, 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 no. So, um, <laughs> I tell you what, a confetti a cannon. If you got a confetti cannon or a chainsaw, that's a great shout. There's been a dark undercurrent to many of the things you've bought, but oh, nothing yeah. more so than baseball bat. Oh no, Joel, it's the best thing. The seventh of June, two thousand nineteen. Can I just say, because you're going to be embarrassed about this? Okay. Don't be, because most people we've had on have done this. Okay. You've bought four copies of your own book. Oh yes. Oh, yes. Uh, it's not me. It's them. Confessions of a Hopeless Modern Romantic. Well, this is lovely. This is a great plug for your brilliant book. It's a Sunday Times bestseller. Hello. Yes. Hi, guys. It, it's, it just gets to the point where the publishing company don't give you free ones anymore. So you just got to buy them. <laughs> you just got to buy them because you buy them and you're like, okay, I'll buy them because I'm going to give them to people or whatever. But you're also like, well, if I buy them, I'm also like helping me out. <laughs> <laughs> you spent 24 quid. I spent 24 quid on so my in, book. So in royalties, you probably get back about three quid yes. from that. Yeah. Um, but there you are. That's the final thing that, that we've got. The, the most up-to-date thing is four copies of your own book. Yeah, and, a book. <laughs> and a baseball bat. And a baseball bat. That is, sums me up What's going on in your head where you're like, I'm trying to protect my new castle, but also... <laughs> I'm trying to protect my own castle built by the books that I sold. Maybe I could give the burglar a free book when that's, they break in. Maybe I, that's the problem, is that I only had a book to throw at them. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. All right, listen, Joel Dummett, wonderful stand-up comic. And uh, you're on tour again when? Next year, in March. March, March 2020. Yeah. This, this, this podcast will still exist then. So oh, I've got a new show out called Single Town. Uh, it's on ITV2. And basically, I've got, I'm on a lot of television until... Uh, the end of January and and just uh, all I ask is just don't just I'm I'm not I'm just, I'm not trying to annoy you mm-hmm. just I, I'm a nice guy yeah. I hope I'm not on too much yeah. and um, 
just if you don't like it, just turn over. Don't send me it's any great. horrible tweets. People love watching you on TV, John. You've got the likable guy thing. Hey. And even more so after listening to this, although I'm a likable guy with a baseball bat and a very loose foreskin. Yes, indeedy. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. Uh, that was absolutely lovely. The wonderful Joel Domit. Thank you very much for listening. Give us a follow on Twitter at ToasterPod, and we'll see you soon for more of this nonsense. That was so I nice. Can't. Thank you, mate. I love the good of baby and I want you for the rest of my days. Great Big Owl.com Hello, it's Roger here. Um, Brian is off somewhere else at the moment, uh, so it's just me. Um, we're going to be doing a live podcast at the King's Place in London. Tickets from kingsplace.co.uk. And that will be on September the 15th, approximately 9.30. Um, should be um, fun, I'd, I'd have thought. So, um, yes, come. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.